following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Thursdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by Tom Rosenbach and his team at Bean Carter. They're one of America's top accounting and business firms. They're based in West Michigan, but service the entire state and coast to coast. You can find out more at BeanCarter.com. They can help your business now. That's BeanCarter.com. Thursdays on the Huge Show across Michigan are presented by Bean Carter. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. You ready? Now, let's go to the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Parts Studio with the huge one, Bill What's up, Michigan? It is time to begin another statewide journey together on the only syndicated afternoon sports radio show in the state. 19 stations strong for the one close to you. Go to thehugeshow.net. Superfly Hayes, one of the best in the business, is our executive producer. Encouraging news coming out of the University of Cincinnati Medical Center with DeMar Hamlin. Uh, He's communicating by writing. Uh, He's awake. Still being assisted, not totally breathing on his own by the ventilator, but the doctors seem borderline ecstatic over what they're seeing right now, which is incredible news. And, And I think the positive news from the University of Cincinnati and shared by the Buffalo Bills is good for that team, good for the Bengals, obviously, first and foremost, good for DeMar, great for DeMar and his family, and it's created the ability to kind of move forward now. Reports say that the Bills-Bengals game most likely will not be played. Players don't want to do it. There's no good fit into the schedule. So now, and I'm reading from Pro Football Talk, uh, the best bad solution in this regard would be to play the NFC wildcard round and Bills-Bengals next weekend with the AFC wildcard being played the next weekend. This would wipe out the week between the conference championships and the Super Bowl. Uh, I talked about that yesterday. Uh, That's out the door. So it looks like the game won't be played that's what the AP is saying. They won't resume it. So now the seeding for the AFC playoffs without the Bills Bengals. Winning percentage becomes the most obvious method, but there are concerns about equity given that the winner of the Bills Bengals game would have been in position to be one of the top AFC seeds. They're talking about this possibility, which is interesting. Add an eighth team to the playoff field. In the AFC, this would eliminate the buy for the number one seed based on what happens this weekend, and that would be Kansas City, Cincinnati, or Buffalo. 
And then to ensure competitive balance, there would have to be eight teams in the NFC, too. The NFL Players Association, their union, would have to agree to a temporary expansion of the playoff field. Discussions are also continuing on the possibility of making the AFC Championship game a neutral site game by not resuming the Bills and the Bengals. Make it a neutral site game so you're not awarding Kansas City home field advantage because of the DeMar Hamlin story, which I think is a smart move. I really do. And then they talk about it, pro football talk. Problem with this is that what if it's another team that's a lower seed, not the Bills, Bengals, or Chiefs, that gets to the AFC Championship game, then you don't need the neutral site. So a decision uh, needs to be made, and you got a lot of moving parts. you got the 32 NFL owners, you have the NFL office in Manhattan, you have the NFL Players Association, and I believe they're going to the Bills on what do you want to do. And the Bengals who were a part of it Monday in Cincinnati. I like adding the eighth playoff team and take away the home field advantage. Or the week off, right? You know, you're not the home field advantage would still be for the four uh, higher seeds and wild cards can't get a home game unless everyone else is eliminated. Now what's interesting if you think about the Lions Oh, hey, they, they added an eighth team. That doesn't, that doesn't help the Lions. Because if Seattle wins against the Rams on Sunday, they have the tiebreaker with the Lions, even if they would beat Green Bay. But Green Bay then loses as eight and nine. The Lions could be that eighth team at nine and eight. Tied with Seattle at 9-8. and eight. So maybe there is a way that that eighth added team would help the Lions, even with Seattle winning. It would really make that game Sunday night a winner-take-all guaranteed for television if they expanded to an eighth playoff team. Because there's no one else. The Lions would be in that tiebreaker with Seattle. Seattle has that tiebreaker. So to explain it in layman's terms, Seattle beats the Rams in that 4 o'clock game Sunday. They're 9-8. and eight. Lions under the seven-team format are eliminated. Packers still have a shot Sunday night to beat the Lions. And they would be the seventh team, and Seattle would be out. But if the Packers win and Seattle wins... Seattle at 9-8 and eight would be that eighth team if it's added to balance the AFC and the NFC at 9-8 and because the Lions, with the loss, would be 8-9 finishing the season. But if the eighth team is added, the NFL is creating a guaranteed winner makes the playoffs with the Packers-Lions on Sunday. Guaranteeing it. Lions, Seattle wins, Lions win, Lions would be the eighth. 
bonus playoff team added. Hmm. I don't know if they're going to – you know, it's interesting because I I do believe this news now is starting to come out, and the NFL, once they hear that DeMar Hamlin is communicating with family through notes, he's alert, he's still in intensive care, but there's there's remarkable progress is what you're hearing from the University of Cincinnati Medical Center in Southern Ohio. So now the NFL is trying to figure this out as soon as they can. So I'm like, I think the easiest way is adding that eighth team. I do. I really believe that is the way to do it. And take away, take away the buy. And there you balance a field with the Bills, Chiefs, and Bengals, but you had to add the eighth team in the NFL, uh, NFC for competitive balance because you didn't want the one seed getting a bye, which if there was a team right now where it looked like the Eagles a couple weeks ago was going to run away with the one seed, they'd be complaining. But I don't think teams are going to complain because you're doing this thinking of DeMar Hamlin. So all these teams may have to make some sacrifices on what would be a normal playoff bracket or schedule, but you're doing it because of what happened this past Monday night. And I think the NFLPA, and I believe most of the teams, what people say privately, who knows, and I'm talking about NFL owners or the NFLPA. So they're hoping to have a decision. I would think by... Tonight, you're going to get uh, where they're going on this. I mean, I'm hearing uh, from reports that he even asked the doctors who won Monday night. So that's cool. Remarkable improvement. That is fantastic. but still in critical condition in intensive care. And just trying to get back healthy day to day, but considering it's Thursday afternoon and it happened Monday night, that is great news. And then you get the business side of football and what the NFL will do. Also from college basketball, Uh, Chris Beard has been fired by Texas after that domestic violence incident and allegations of strangling a woman. Uh, He has been fired awaiting that felony charge, which sits with a Texas prosecutor. And he was suspended without pay prior to being fired. Nearly a month after he was arrested on a third-degree felony assault charge for allegedly strangling, biting, and assaulting his fiancée in their home. The University of Texas has parted ways with Chris Beard. He was fired for cause, sources told CBS Sports, and won't be entitled to any salary or buyout money from his seven-year $35 million contract. He was suspended without pay on December 12th. 
He had not been allowed around the team since that date. Now, Randy True, Beard's fiance, told police the night of the incident that Beard choked me, threw me off the bed, bit me, bruises all over my leg, throwing me around and going nuts as part of her statement in the arrest report. Eleven days later, on December 23rd, True recanted her original statement. Through her lawyer, True claimed to be the initiator of the, quote, struggle. She said Beard did not strangle her the night she called 911 in the early hours of December 12th, and that she did not tell police otherwise, despite what is contained in the arrest report. True did not refute that Beard acted in self-defense that evening. Police documented visible wounds and signs of a struggle on True's body when they interviewed her on December 12th. The arrest report noted that True told Austin, Texas police, quote, I could not breathe He did it probably for like five seconds. In recanting her statement, True said, quote, it was never my intent to have him arrested or prosecuted or prosecuted. As of today, the felony charge against Beard has not been dropped by the local district attorney's office in Austin, Texas. Beard has an emergency protective order against him until at least February 10th, 2023. The order precludes him from being within 200 yards of his home or fiance. Court date set for January 18th. Beard was hired in April of 2021 after five great seasons at Texas Tech. Interim coach Rodney Terry will take over in place of Beard. Wow. Man. I think was it uh, was it Izzo that one time said on the show, "Nothing good happens after midnight." In terms of the eyes of the public, he is innocent until proven guilty. But coaching a team isn't part of a law, and it could just be for conduct and the story and the way it's out there. And the fiance recanting her story, that's her right. And he is innocent until proven guilty. But Chris Beard is no longer the basketball coach at the University of Texas. We do have Jeff Risden, LionsWire.com, co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast. He'll join us coming up next couple of segments. We'll talk Lions, Packers, NFL uh, headlines, and more. Uh, Jim Brandstatter will join us later. His thoughts on Michigan's loss to TCU. We'll hear from our friends from the Grand Rapids Gold, the Denver Nuggets G League basketball team. They're at home tonight in downtown Grand Rapids at Van Andel Arena. $2 beers, $2 dogs, 6 p.m. until halftime. They're taking on Fort Wayne. That features former Michigan guard Eli Brooks. $2 beers, $2 dogs tonight, 6 p.m. until halftime inside Van Andel Arena with the Grand Rapids Gold. Get your tickets right now. At the Van Andel Arena box office, Ticketmaster.com, or just search Grand Rapids Gold and follow the gold on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. But tonight, $2 dogs and $2 beers, 6 p.m. until halftime inside Van Andel Arena. Trey, from the front office with the Grand Rapids Gold, he'll join us. We'll talk hoops later. Scoop Jackson, 
One of the great NBA insiders in America. How about these games lately? Donovan Mitchell, 71. Luca 60-plus. G-Man over in Milwaukee, over 50. I think 55, double nickel. Hey, how you doing? Risden was telling me, maybe he'll talk about it later, his barber in Ohio's Joey D. He wears black leather pants, and he drives a vet, and he's got a gold chain. Hey, how you doing? I'm Joey D. Hey, Joey, I never see anybody in the barber shop. Yeah, you do. On Saturdays and Sundays, right before kickoff. What's your number? <laughs> Rizzy will be in the hizzy. We'll talk Lions-Packers next. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. Get more for your money and kick off the new year with Meyer. Start your wellness journey with buy one, get one free vitamins or supplements. And enjoy delicious meals with deals like 80% lean ground beef for $2.99 per pound. Taylor Farms Salad Chopped Kids, two for $6. And Lean Cuisine or Stoker's Frozen Meals, just $2.48 with Emperks. Plus, pay the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Exclusion Supply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Tom Rosenbach. Now, he's a managing partner at Bean Carter. They're one of America's top accounting and business firms. They're based in downtown Grand Rapids. They now have merged with Dorn Mayhew from the east side of the state, and they're stronger than ever before in the state of Michigan, the Midwest, and coast to coast when it comes to your accounting and business needs. Find out more at beancarter.com. That's B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. Also, Tom has stepped up with $1,500 in cash in the Beat Huge Pro Football Picks Contest. Now, if you beat my picks just one week, you'll be in the drawing at the end of the pro football season for $1,500 in cash from Tom Rosenbach and Bean Garter. Thursday night game is always a freebie. You have until Sunday morning to play every week through the big game. You can play once or play every week. Do what you want to, but get your picks in now at thehugeshow.net. We played for the thrill, that rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soren Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports, made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on The Huge Show across Michigan Thursday broadcast with Superfly Hayes as our executive producer. Jeff Risden from the LionsWire.com, part of the USA Today Network, also a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast, their latest edition, looking ahead to the Packers and the Lions on Sunday night is available on YouTube. Just search uh, Detroit Lions podcast. And Jeff, what was the theme of your podcast? Can the Lions beat the Packers, obviously, first and foremost? And also, can the Rams beat Seattle? Right. And the answer to both of those is maybe... Uh, I think it's honestly more likely that the Lions beat the Packers than the Rams beat the Seahawks, but 
the the Rams look they they have found something in Baker Mayfield and they found that they can run the ball a little bit. Seattle over the last eight weeks has been one of the worst teams in football. Now they they have skated to a couple of wins in that point, but they're not playing good football. So it, the opportunity is certainly there. We talked about it on Monday when we when we talked that uh, you know there is an opportunity for the Lions to. To, to get everything to fall their way. And it's it's right there for them. It's not going to be easy. It's going to take some luck. It's going to take some favorable bounces. It's going to take dedication to your game plan. Um, as Dan Campbell said yesterday, don't don't chase the cheese. Like Just go in and do what we do. Don't get involved in all that stuff. Just play Detroit Lions football. And if they do that, they beat them once this year. They've won two in a row. They've won actually four of the last seven in Green Bay. It's not, it's not undoable. <laughs> Golf is three and one uh, against Packers in his career, and the one loss was his last game in Los Angeles. He played well in that game. Their defense took a dive, and he um, played. Didn't he just have like thumb or finger surgery? Right, he did. That was that was that playoffs. Uh, yeah, they they lost thirty two to eighteen. He played a very good game. Uh, they the Packers in that game went eleven for twelve on third down against that that Rams defense. That's why they lost. It wasn't Jared Goff's fault. Uh, it's it's the the narrative out there that Jared Goff can't play in the cold is very strange to me. Uh, I, I've been in Northern California. I don't know if you have, but like Berkeley, like it snows there. Like he he played in it in his bowl game in college. He played in snow. Like it's not it's not uncommon for him. This isn't this isn't Vince Young coming out of Houston and never seeing snow in his life until he was twenty six years old, which is that's a true story. Like th- that's not him. Like he's. Is he better inside? Heck yeah, he is. But the the the, the narrative that he can't play outside and in, in, in the cold is, is kind of weird. But it is what it is. Well, here's uh, from Jacob Morley, who's a Packers blogger. Uh, his tweet, Jared Goff's career passer rating in games below 40 degrees. It's supposed to be 23 yep. around kickoff Sunday night in Green Bay. 74.9 QB rating, only 10 TDs, 7 interceptions. That's his Record under 40 degrees uh, for the season. Uh, Golf 29 TDs, seven interceptions. Home games, 23 TDs, only three interceptions. Away games, only six TD passes and four INTs. And that's where the game's going to lie. Can he translate what he's done at home onto the road? Didn't do it in Carolina. Didn't really do it. Uh, in the first Chicago game, like he's, I think he's playing better now than he was. Obviously, the Carolina game gets just thrown out. That 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 would, and I'm very happy that they proved that, that game was was an anomaly. Yeah, but like, he wasn't horrible then. That was the defense and 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 the holes that were as big as any yeah. uh, lanes to run through that I've ever seen in the NFL. It looked like it was a bad college defense yeah. on the other side. He was also their leading rusher that day. That doesn't help him either. <laughs> he had 15 yards rushing. That that was better than Swift and Williams did. Goff was the leading rusher he that was. lost to Carolina. Yeah, so he wasn't horrible. You know, again, you take the, the it was exchange. It wasn't on him on the fumble yeah. uh, inside the ten. I, I I look at the game is on golf and it's on the Lions defense. I mean, the Packers Definitely. are playing great football right now. Their defense has figured out how to take the ball away. So if you got, looked in the NFC, this side of San Francisco, Green Bay at least visually looks like the second best team right now. Green Bay and Detroit are, are two of the, the the four best teams in football over the last in the NFC over the last month. That. that 
it's it's weird that they're playing together in the last game, and it means so much. One of the big things for Green Bay and why they've turned their season around is the same reason the Lions' season turned around. Their defense started getting turnovers. Like they're not their their stop rate on drives when they don't get a turnover is about the same as it was. They're getting three turnovers every game. When your defense is taking the ball back from the opposing offense, that makes life just so much easier. That's where that's where the Lions have been really good. Jared Goff has been fantastic at protecting the ball. One turnover in eight weeks. That's something's got to give there. Um, is is it the Packer? Is is it Goff staying the way he's been, being protecting the ball well while still being aggressive and, and attacking the defense, or is it the Packers' defense getting to him? Getting some pressure with their front against the Lions' offensive line and and Goff panicking and, and making a turnover that that's where this game's going to be decided. Uh, the other the other side of it, can the Lions turn the game one dimensional on defense? Uh, obviously, it sounds weird that you don't want Aaron Rodgers to to beat you. Obviously, but Aaron Jones when he's good, Green Bay's really good. He's a great running back. He does not get the respect that he deserves, I think, because somewhat because Aaron Rodgers is in the same backfield as him. When he's going, they're a really, really tough team to play because you've got to honor that run. That's when you start cheating your safeties up. That's when your linebackers are leaning forward instead of being balanced, and you can hit that little tight end flip that that Rodgers is so good at. So uh, being able to stop the run this week is going to be huge for the defense. Uh, another note, uh, speaking of golf with time to throw, clean pocket from Pro Football Focus. Goff's completion percentage under no pressure, 73.6%, seventh of the 32 starting NFL QBs. Touchdowns with the clean pocket, 24, third out of 32 NFL QBs. NFL QB rating with a clean pocket, 115.5, second. Out of 32 teams, 32 QBs. Uh, Turnover-worthy play percentage, 3.1, which is seventh uh, highest of 32 QBs. So uh, you look at that number, and on the flip side, you if Green Bay gets pressure on golf, uh, the completion percentage drops to 41.2%, 29th yeah. out of 32 QBs, and his QB rating drops to 5800 26. So there's a yeah. simple formula. They have a great offensive line. They need to protect golf, give them time to throw. They got a ton of receivers. Uh, be able to run that football with Williams and Swift. And then, you know, even last week, Rodgers and the offense, and Watson is emerging now. He is. You know, as his go to guy. It's going to be on that Lions defense to get pressure. I'm not going to say the secondary has to step up. I think pressure will help the secondary, and the Lions need a lot of heat on Rodgers. Oh, 100%. And this is where James Houston, being the rookie sack leader, uh, even though he's only played in six games, he's got eight sacks. Aiden Hutchinson, second at 7.5. They're going to have to have big games. You're going to have to have that that middle-of-the-field defense where it's Alex Anzalone, Rodrigo, uh, Derek Barnes, Hopefully Deshaun Elliott is coming back. It sounds favorable that he's going to wind up playing, which is good. Those guys being able to make plays in both the run and the pass game is huge. And uh, they, you know, the one of the things that the Packers did the first time they played, the tight ends killed us. Wide receivers, uh, I actually charted this at, at Lionsway the other day. When he threw to wide receivers, he was 10 for 23, Rodgers was. Uh, throwing to tight ends, 9 for 10. 
uh, and the miss was a drop. They're they're very good at exploiting that weakness, and that has been a problem for the Lions. They're they are the worst team in the league at defending tight ends in the passing game. That's one you got to neutralize. They have been better at it lately. Alex Anzalone, until the the Carolina game, had played very very well of late. You're seeing that that's why Deshaun Elliott is coming, and that's where Kirby Joseph stepping up is so big. But again, if you get pressure on him, that's when you can drop James Houston. And it, maybe he get, maybe gets into a passing lane that Aaron Rodgers doesn't expect him to be. That's how that's how the 49ers play defense. That, those are wrinkles that the Lions can adapt from that and, and use in this game. Uh, look, you're playing for a playoff spot. I, I don't. I honestly, I'm one of those people. I know that the Rams and the Seahawks are playing first, and that the outcome does in fact matter. I think Dan Campbell, when he says that it doesn't matter, you know, we are playing for the playoffs, and if we don't get in, we want to be the team that keeps Aaron Rodgers out. Hundred percent believe that's accurate, and that the team believes in that. So they will. They they even if Seattle blows out the Rams and it's over early, Lions are going to be playing to win this game. No, no question about it. Well, what about Kelly Stafford? I think on the Instagram feed for her or the Staffords. Uh, the Detroit Rams, that he's eligible to come off the IR, that Stafford would play against a team that doesn't provide a heavy pass rush in Seattle. They give up a lot of points. You know, Lions scored 45 on them. Would Matt Stafford and the Rams in the finale come off of IR, win that game knowing that he's helping his former team at least go into the final game of the year that night which would be on Sunday at Green Bay. You know, it's a fun story it's not going to happen. It's it's fun to think about it though, but not. But his wife is putting Detroit Rams out there. He, uh, he has not been in their facility in Kelly some time. Stafford annoys me. Oh, I do not, miss, I do not miss having the Kelly Stafford oh my saga God. going on in my life at all. Anytime an athlete's <laughs> wife Brother, family member, dad, mom yeah. talks more than they do publicly. Yeah, it's frustrating. Oh, it's it, annoying. It uh, is. I think it kills the image of the athlete. It's. I really. It do. is. It's weird because it drove Stafford to doing pizza, pizza commercials. He is good in those commercials. He like, actually he has a good he has good timing. He does. He's he's taken over for Baker Mayfield now. Ironically, Baker Mayfield is now the quarterback for the Rams. But that's yeah. I it's not going to happen. Those progressive ads are working well in <laughs> Cleveland with Baker at the stadium living there. That Alice Cooper one that they did that that's one of the greatest ads I've ever seen. Uh, maybe because I'm an Alice Cooper. Fan. I don't know. It's. I, I do miss that, and I, I do think that Baker Mayfield and the Rams can beat the Seahawks this weekend. It's going to depend on... They have to. Come on, we need Sunday night where the Lions are playing to go to the playoffs. How long has it been? It's been seven seasons uh, since 2016. Uh, 2014 since they had a real good shot at it. It's been it's been way too long. When was the last time they had a regular season game this important? That they had to win? Well, they, they need help. They have to beat the Packers and like... Uh, we're just talking about you know, uh, there, Baker Mayfield and the Rams on. have to win. They can win. They can be nine and eight from one and six to nine and eight, which I predicted. Even, even if you, you got that right, uh, even if they do you miss said the playoffs, that with, with a that. little like I can't believe that you got that right. Oh, well, it's, it's more of I can't believe that this has come played out this way. You from know? where they were at one and six, yeah. Think about that at, at one and six, Jeff. You, you've talked to us every week uh, this year, and you were in studio last year. Yeah, 
when they were sitting at one and six and the draft order would come out and the Lions had the overall number one pick. And they did. And everybody. And I don't care who you are. You can claim you didn't. You know, I follow Twitter. You're on Twitter. Friends, on air, guest. There was nobody. There was nobody saying that this team uh, could finish to the point where they could be playing for nine and eight. At one and six, you were wondering not only about the short term, but you were wondering long term if Dan right. Campbell and Holmes we had the those right conversations. Guys. Is is Sheila Ford Hamp going to be? Is she going to tolerate a, a three and fourteen season? And that was a very and she real threw out support when they were one and six, and everybody was screaming. Right, that's right, and and. To their credit, they got it turned around, uh, and they did it their way, too. They didn't really panic. They just sort of got better at doing what they were doing and got healthier. And it's, it, it's, it's been – look, I've covered the Lions for a long time. This is my eighth season covering them in one form or another. This is the most fun I've had the last eight weeks. It's just been – you know, when when I go to the gym and people who know me there come up, and it used to always be like the awkward – like. We want to talk about the Lions with Jeff today. And now they're like, hey, man, let's talk some Lions. Like, it, it's fun. I enjoy that. Uh, it's it's neat that, you know, when I go to my, my kids' sporting events and, and people are like, how about those Lions, man? Their, face, their faces light up. There's energy. There's That's why they have, to, to it. they have to walk into that game playing for a playoff spot. I, I, I think the buzzkill if Seattle beats the Rams, I get wanting to end – Rogers season, and I assume Dan Campbell can get those guys up. But from a fan perspective, as a lifelong Lions fan, that Sunday night game at Lambeau, we need Seattle to beat the Rams so the winner is in. Now, Green Bay controls their destiny. They do. Okay, they they beat the Lions on Sunday. They're in no matter what Seattle does. But, man, we need we, – we need – Seattle to lose because I, I was there for the forty eight forty five game, which was the worst defensive performance ever from a Lions team. They made Geno Smith look like a Hall of Famer, and, and granted, he's had a good year. He's fallen off lately, but yeah, you're right. And they, they're they, they just they did not punt in that game. That was one of the games where the, the Lions did not get a, a punt or a stop. That's uh, their offense at home has been. Phenomenal. You know, it's interesting. If this game was at home, a lot of people would think the Lions are going to win it. It's because it's outdoors and it's at Lambeau. At home this year, the Lions have been incredible in terms of offense. Oh, 100%. More 30-point games than the Bills or the Chiefs, your Detroit Lions. And they're doing that with Jared Goff, with... uh, a running back like like Jamal Williams had had three really bad weeks in a row. Breaks out against Chicago. FedEx ground player of the week ran for a career high 144 yards, had the, the longest run of his career. That's the type of thing that gives you confidence and inspiration going into a week 18 game in, in Green Bay. Look, I, I don't think anybody's going to be surprised if Green Bay wins. But I also think on the flip side, most of most of us in Lions Land are like, you know, we can we can win this game. It's not going to be a big surprise if the Lions go in there and do it. I, I don't think a lot of people like, expect it, but I don't I don't think it's going to be like this big shocker that the Lions go in and pull this off. They're, they're a good football team. They're playing good football right now. They have they, they've beaten good teams along the way. Look at what they did to Jacksonville. That, and Jacksonville's 
they're a playoff team now. <laughs> one, of, one of the things that, that my, my co-host on the podcast, Chris Saint, came up with last night, the Bears last weekend were the only team the Lions have played all year that was eliminated going into last weekend. Every other team has been in the playoff race and, and in the thick of it or qualified already. Uh, obviously, Washington fell out. <laughs> They've got quarterback problems. But you saw, like... They've played a really difficult schedule. They're prepared for this game. It's not like they've gotten by, you know, beating up on Houston and Indianapolis and and those teams of the world. They they've earned their way there, and that's that's one of the reasons why I give them a really good shot at pulling this off. Yeah. So if we can get the Rams to take care of business, and again, Seattle, uh, their defense doesn't get a lot of pressure, and Mayfield has a big game, and they. They win, and then we get the Lions and the Packers on Sunday night. And again, that game time temp supposed to be around 23 degrees. No precipitation is forecasted. And with a win uh, by the Rams and the Lions, the Lions then would grab that seventh seed. And would they open up against Minnesota? More than likely against Minnesota. And that's a winnable game. I would expect the Lions. The Lions have been the better team than Minnesota for a long time this season. Uh, and they, they proved it a couple of weeks ago. Minnesota is, they're, they're one of those teams that goes in, and it happens every year. Was, it was the Titans last year, where a team gets hot early in the season and they ride to a great record and they run out of gas. It sure looks like what Minnesota's doing this year. I'm not, they've I'm not been picking lucky. Them to, Let's be honest. They've been lucky. They have and, been. and I know you make your own luck, and it's scoreboard, and we can use all the sports cliches on earth. But they've been exposed at times by the Cowboys, right? Yeah, by the Packers, Last by the week, Lions. By the Lions, yeah. Right? They, they've been exposed. Lions led by double digits, right? Yeah. Packers, Remember? Packers, yeah. that game last week was not competitive. Do you, do you understand? I, I was thinking about this listening to X's and Bros, which is heard on the Michigan Sports Network on 96 won the game, our flagship station in Grand Rapids. And I think Ryan, Dan, Anthony were talking. If you, if you have, think about this. If you just have that Minnesota game and that Seattle game back as W's, as W's right now, you are a 10-win team. You're the five seed. (laughs) And Minnesota might have had a different run if they lose that game at home. That's right. You you easily could have been playing the Packers maybe for winning the NFC North. Entirely possible. So anywhere between a four... Yeah, so then you're playing for potentially having a home game in Detroit uh, next week, uh, perhaps against Green last Bay. Last home game for the Lions in the playoffs was the game at the Silverdome, wasn't it? Yeah. Long against the Cowboys. Ago. Was that January 92, but the 91 season? It was the 91 season, yeah. It's been a long time. Wow. Man, when that day comes, I uh, that's going to be the toughest ticket ever. It's, but look how close they are, though. We're going. And you could say the Miami game where they played awesome in the first half at home and then blew it in the second half. But I just look at I look at Seattle and I look at at Minnesota. You're you're already locked. You've already locked up a playoff spot. Yep. That's and, it. And that that's where the lessons are that they're going to apply. We said it on the podcast when we recorded last night. This is the worst Lions team you're going to see in the next three or four years with all the draft picks that they're adding with the cap room that they've got. Now, obviously health matters with that golf staying where he's at or whatever, but in terms of overall talent, this is the thinnest the lions are going to be over the next few years. That And the fact that they can look back and there's like, Hey, 
We blew that opportunity last year. That's something that Dan Campbell and his staff can use and say, we got to be sharp every game next year because we're going to the playoffs next year. We're playing for, we're playing for division titles now. We've got to, this, that's, that's what good coaches will do. And I think Dan Campbell's a good enough coach to realize that. And that's where the game on Sunday, there is the double meaning that if the Rams beat Seattle in that four o'clock game, the Lions with a win are in the playoffs. But, if Seattle would win that game, the Lions are playing a message game for oh. the fall of 2023. 100%. Where if you go eliminate the Packers, you're saying, I think we are the NFC North favorites. That's sending a message. And it, and Do you agree with that? Absolutely. And it's also sending the message. Uh, we, <laughs> remember, remember back in Hard Knocks when, when Dan Campbell talked about the abyss and dragging guys out to drown them. There would be nothing better as a consolation prize for not getting into the postseason if Seattle wins than drowning Aaron Rodgers in the frigid depths of Lake Michigan. Okay, uh, in his but you're, last you're, game. you're saying figuratively. Okay, you're not yes, talking yeah, about yeah. you're not talking about Dan Campbell pulling the no. Sopranos and taking him out on a nice fishing no, a little shanty. No, okay, it, we just I want to make sure it's we, all metaphorical. We're not we're not advocating well, we, we drowning need, people. We need, we need to explain that. We because probably do. You've met my audience. Okay, <laughs> we need we need to explain. People are going. I think Risden just said that Dan Campbell's taking Aaron Rodgers out ice fishing before the game on Saturday and he's going to drown him in one of those holes that takes you nine hours to dig so you can catch a six-inch fish in minus 20 weather. Oh, I can't wait to ice fish. Guess we're not going ice fishing, Oh, my God, no. (laughs) Take me to Florida. I'll go fishing when it's 75. Uh, Jeff Risden, the other voice you're hearing from the LionsWire.com. Also on Twitter, follow him. uh, A great feed. Uh, at Jeff, J-E-F-F-R-I-S-D-O-N. Also, the Detroit Lions podcast on YouTube. Search for that. Uh, their preview and conversation about the Packers game Sunday night or Sunday night is up. Just search uh, Detroit Lions podcast on YouTube. If you do have a Lions question, uh, you can drop it at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. All of our social network interaction presented by the Denver Nuggets G League basketball team, the Grand Rapids Gold. They're at home tonight. little after 7 is the tip. Eli Brooks and Fort Wayne uh, in downtown Grand Rapids at Van Andel Arena. And every Thursday night, home game for the Grand Rapids Gold features $2 beers and $2 dogs. That's an hour before the game until halftime. Tonight, $2 beers, $2 dogs with the Grand Rapids Gold inside Van Andel Arena in downtown GR. And again, those comments had Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. And drop us a text, opted on the Huge Text Chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. Everything huge 24 7 at thehugeshow.net. Hey, Michigan, let's go big. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro wide receiver, and I'm talking real big-time winning on the hottest slots and table games on one incredible app, Eagle Casino and Sports. Sign up now and get up to $1,500. That's right. We'll match your first two deposits for up to $1,500, plus 100 free spins. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. 
Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI's science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Final segment on a very busy hour here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Remember, if you miss any interview, any hour, any full show, our podcasts are free. And we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. Big. Bad. Huge. 